Hello, everyone, and welcome to our final Eagles 360 of this holiday week. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with Joe DeCamera. We're here at the NovaCare Complex, our Xfinity studio, and we're getting ready for the Eagles and the Redskins in a game that it means everything, Joe. It does. Yeah. It, it does. I think we're all ready for, for this season to reach a point where we can just zone in and say win and advance. It's almost like the NCAA tournament, you know, win and survive, survive and advance. And so, you know, we, we get to find out if the Eagles can do it. We've been waiting all season, Dave, to find out if the Eagles can just flat out get this thing done. And it's in their hands now where they have no choice but to do it or, or they're out, as we know. And so, look, it's been a rocky road at 6-8. and eight. It's been a disappointment. We all understand that. But miraculously, it is still in their hands. So they've got to play better football. They've got to do it. Sam Bradford, the passing game, the running backs, Chip Kelly. I don't expect schematic adjustments at this point. Obviously, we haven't seen them this point in the season, Dave. So you've got to play better football. Defense has to step up and do a better job. Obviously, Kirk Cousins has done a nice job this season, you know, relatively speaking, for Washington. They've no done a very nice job, relatively yeah. speaking, for anybody. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're still only 7-7. Seven and seven. Right, but Kirk Cousins. Yes. I think we've, we've talked about this all year. The Redskins, eh, they, they're not really. We don't think about here they are, and they're playing the best football out of anyone in the NFC East. And Kirk Cousins, with the possible exception of Eli Manning, who's just bombs away, Kirk Cousins has done a really nice job. Has, has his performance changed your opinion of his ability? Absolutely. Yeah. No, 100%. How could it not? I mean, Kirk Cousins, to me, if you ask me what's a Kirk Cousins team, it's a 6-10 and 10 team. It's a 5-11 and 11 team. You know, big picture. And obviously a lot of other stuff goes into it, what you have around him. But, yeah, it's a Dave, what Dave's saying. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They've got a shot to be 9-7. and seven. Look, he's got a 69% completion percentage. He's got the highest completion percentage in NFL history at home. Now, this game for Washington's on the road. Washington's only won one game this year on the road. That was two weeks ago. But, Dave, they have won two in a row. Mm -hmm. They are clearly playing the best football of anyone in the division right now. But, again, it's still – can you – their hands, the Eagles, it's in their hands. Go out there and take it. A couple days from now, Lincoln Financial Field, a night game, South Philadelphia, go take it. Go, go stay alive. There's yeah. nothing to take yet. <laughs> Fair Just enough. Stay alive. That's all we're asking. <laughs> we want another, we want a heartbeat for next week at MetLife Stadium. All right, let's get you caught up on everything that's going on with this Eagles team today. And there is a lot going on. We've got some injury updates for you and more. It's our Eagles 360 update. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith and this is your 360 update. As you can see, it is another rainy day here in South Philadelphia, but the Eagles did practice outside before the rain started here today at the NovaCare Complex. And before practice began, we heard from Eagles head coach Chip Kelly, who spoke about how the team must fight heading into these last two weeks as their backs are up against the wall. And we also heard from Jordan Matthews in the locker room who echoed Coach Kelly's sentiment. Yeah, but we're not concerned about how they, we're concerned about ourselves. If we lose, we're out. It's not about do they clinch or do they not clinch. That's I mean, I think you're getting a little too far and deep in your motivational aspects of things. The bottom line is if we don't win the game, we're out of the playoffs. So, and I think if that's not incentive enough, then, you know, if I got to keep looking for other things after that, then we're in trouble. But when your back's against the wall and you got to scrap and you got to fight, that's when you're going to find out who the men are. So, you know, I think, um, you know, coming off a, a loss like that, like I said, yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, we shot ourselves in the foot. But, you know, I like the mentality of the guys in the locker room. I like the way everybody's gone to work uh, and practice. Now for an injury report, cornerback Byron Maxwell did not practice here today as he deals with a shoulder injury. However, fellow cornerback Eric Rowe has cleared through the league's concussion protocol and he was back practicing with the team today. In the locker room, we caught up with Rowe who said that he doesn't feel that he needs to be the team's number one corner if Byron Maxwell can't go, as it's more of a group effort with this Eagles secondary. I mean, I don't see myself like saying like I'm the number one corner leading the group. I feel like, you know, we're all just as equal. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Jalen, uh, EJ. You know, they, you know, they stepped up and played real well. At least in my mind, they played real well uh, in the game uh, on Sunday night. So, uh, I mean, if Byron can't go, I mean, obviously, then we all have to pick up the step as, uh, as a DB group. Another Eagle who did not participate in today's practice was defensive lineman Benny Logan, who Chip Kelly says is day-to-day with a calf injury. Inside the locker room, we heard from his backup, Bo Allen, who is ready to step up if called upon on Saturday. Uh, you know, I think that's something that you look forward to as a player. You never know, you know, whether or not you're going to get your first start. You don't know when it's going to come. Uh, you know, you might not know until game day. So I guess you just got to prepare every day like you're not, you know, a backup. And you know, that's kind of – I've played in every game, too, these last two years. So uh, I don't see myself as green by any means. Um, so you just work every week and prepare every week like you are the guy. And then, you know, if, if, it, if that time arrives, you're never surprised by it. The only other Eagles player who did not participate in today's training session was wide receiver Shea Azira Tutu, who was dealing with an ankle injury. Meanwhile, no Eagles players were listed as limited participants at today's practice. You can check out the full injury report as well as our Pro Bowl coverage as we congratulate Fletcher Cox, Darren Sproles, and Jason Peters on making this year's Pro Bowl right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Alex. We've got a lot to get to in Eagles 360 today. Head coach Chip Kelly and I go one-on-one, and we talk a lot about the Redskins. He really breaks it down. Andrew Walker, Redskins.com, will join Chris McPherson behind enemy lines. When we return to Eagles 360, Joe and I are going to talk Eagles and Redskins, offense, defense, and where do the Eagles have an advantage in this win or the playoff hopes are over kind of game. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. What if this year, we went around the table and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at lincolnfinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise, fierce. And she's not alone. Temple University, where owls call home. We are the cherry and white. The city is our classroom. And we lead the rush hour, making our mark on every field around the world. A world without Temple, well, that's like the sky without the North Star. Temple, never stopping. Right now, Santander will pay you when you open and use a new Santander checking account. Now there's something to celebrate. Learn more at SantanderBank.com. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with Joe DeCamera, we wish everyone a happy holiday season and Merry Christmas. And let's talk Eagles and Redskins here, Joe. Let's begin with a side-by-side statistical look at the Washington offense and the Philadelphia offense. Where do the Eagles have an advantage. Let's take a look at the numbers. We talk about, you know, advantages. I I don't think it's a situation 
really where the Eagles have dramatic advantages uh, much at all in this in this football game. I mean, frankly, I think they're they're pretty comparable teams, and the numbers clearly speak to that. Now, I think Kirk Cousins has been better than Bradford, but with that said, Bradford generally has progressed as the season's gone on. So, you know, what Bradford was versus Atlanta, what Bradford was versus Dallas, frankly, doesn't matter. He's a better quarterback at this point than than that. So, I don't I don't really care about a 14-game statistical analysis. I care about more recent times. And clearly Bradford has been better than he had been. With that said, Kirk Cousins has done a nice job this year. You know, and, and his completion percentage is impressive. Also, you know, when we look at Washington's offense, Deshaun Jackson missed a lot of time in the beginning of this football season. So you've got the fact that, and again, that's where the season comparison really, to me, is irrelevant. He didn't play for a good portion of, you know, the first six, seven games of the season. So now he's in there. So they get the long ball threat of Deshaun, which obviously the Eagles defense will have to deal with. Now, one thing that does stand out when you look at the stats this year that's surprising, Washington's run game really has been pretty ineffective. You know, Alfred Morris and Matt Jones at 3.6 yards per carry and 3.4 yards per carry, that's not very good at all. Now, we, we understand that, Dave. So it's not like the Eagles' rushing attack has been brilliant, and it hasn't been. DeMarco Murray's had a lot of carries, and he's sub four yards per carry as well. That's where when we talk about right, what really stands out, Ryan Matthews, who's going to get a lot of carries, he's getting more and more as the season's going on, back from that injury, you just want to see him have a big game. You yeah, know, he, he, but he didn't. Here's, here's where I disagree with everybody, because everybody's dumping on DeMarco. It's dump on DeMarco time in Philadelphia, and I get it. I get it. But everybody then speaks about Ryan Matthews like this. Gotta give Eagles ran for 74 yards against Arizona. 74 yards. Ryan Matthews had 38 yards on 10 carries, taking away the 20-yard run. Can't take away the 20-yard run. But you get the point. Eagles aren't running the football, whether it's DeMarco Murray, whether it's Darren Sproles, or whether it's Ryan Matthews. I agree that Ryan Matthews should carry the ball more. But the function is messed up. It's the running game not the running backs. Do you agree? I agree in part. I, there's no question the function of it, the schematic of it. I mean, I've been dramatically outspoken that I think there's been some mistakes in how, especially in the position DeMarco has put in. All the runs to the side, Dave, drives me nuts. So no doubt about it, I'm with Dave on that point. But if you just ask me purely who's a better player this year and who do I have more confidence of in this game, by a pretty wide margin, it's Ryan Matthews. Guys, Ryan Matthews has close to two yards per carry more Per carry, better average. It's just numbers, Joe. It's just numbers. But, it, but over 14 games, it oh, means something. It, it, he hasn't played 14 games. Look at I mean, again. I'm going back to Go I'm going back to Saturday night or Sunday night. Fourth and one. Who got the ball? Ryan Matthews. Would it matter? Would it matter who any of them got the ball? No. Listen, I, I agree. The offense. Look, it's hey, the offense. It's the, not the running backs. Well, I just I think it's both. And there's no doubt the offensive line has struggled. There's no doubt, again, the schematic approach to Chip, I think, is too simplistic. I think it's too based on tempo. You know, you're not going to have tempo with 100 plays. You're going to have a shrunk playbook because that's how essentially the Eagles get the information to Bradford, disseminate the information to the players. So they're going to be able to have a simplified offense from that approach. I think defenses have made adjustments to that. And, again, I don't like where they're running DeMarco. But I'm not going to back down from the fact, in my mind, there's no doubt Ryan Matthews is better. He is better, but it doesn't make a difference because the offense isn't running the football. That's my point. My point is that you, Brian Matthews may be better, but it's not making a difference. Well, They're not running the football. They're not scoring any points. That's why, as we segue here, yep. that's why I think the approach this week is to throw the football a lot, to let Sam Bradford carry this offense. Otherwise, you're looking at another 14-point game, another 17-point game, maybe another 20-point game. I don't think that's going to be enough points to beat the Washington Redskins. I'm calling on Sam Bradford to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game Throw, throw, throw some more. All right. 
I like it in theory, and, I, and I'm not really disagreeing, but this is where, again, you run into problems because the Eagles don't have an outside receiver, an outside, not talking about Jordan Matthews, an outside wide receiver with more than 30 catches this year. That's a disaster. This isn't 1965 where it's, you know, four yards, three yards, and a cloud of dust. This is 2015. Teams throw 30, 40, 50-yard passes five, six, seven, eight, nine times a game they throw them. And they connect on them where they get person, they get pass interference penalties on them. So, you know, Sam Bradford needs help from the guys outside. Now, what Bradford does have, Dave, which is good, he's got a slot receiver in Jordan Matthews who's a pretty good player. No doubt about it. He's had a good season. He's got running backs that are pretty good at catching the ball out of the backfield. And he's got two tight ends that are doing a nice job, particularly Zach Ertz emerging more and more as the season goes on. I'm very impressed with what Ertz has done. So, you know, that's where obviously the big distribution of his passes goes to. But when you don't have it outside, it makes it tough. And it really makes it tough to get points, to yeah. your point. You need points. Right. I think you get points in the passing game, yeah. but I certainly don't disagree. The production has not been there on the outside. Now, the defenses are very similar as well when you look at the numbers. The red zone has been just a terrible, terrible area for the Eagles. Uh, the takeaways have been a positive. Points per game, generally the same. Rushing yards, the Eagles have given up a boatload here, Joe, as have the Washington Redskins. So again, on a numbers standpoint, not a whole lot of difference comes down to turnovers, as Chip Kelly said earlier this week. Eagles have taken the football away more than Washington. They've also given the football up more than Washington and quarterback Kirk Cousins. So I think that if the matchup that worries me the most is Ryan Kerrigan on Lane Johnson. He's really had a tough time with Kerrigan. Otherwise, the Eagles should be able to get open against a beat-up, broken-down a little bit secondary of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, Washington secondary is not good. They've moved D'Angelo Hall, obviously the veteran. They've moved him, playing some time at safety now. So, you know, Washington secondary is certainly susceptible. Kerrigan, big player, no doubt about that. Baker comes off and gets some sacks as well. Look, here's the deal. When we talk about the Eagles defense, because I think in many ways – in many ways, I'm going to put this game on the Eagles' defense. If they've been inconsistent, and the rushing, the rushing defense for the Eagles has really dramatically gone downhill. First off, I'm going to start with Fletcher Cox. To the, to the question Dave asked right in the beginning, you know, advantage, where do the Eagles have an advantage? Well, they might have the best player in the game in Fletcher Cox. I think he's one of the best players in the league. He just got named to the Pro Bowl yesterday, totally deserved. So this is one of those games, you know Fletcher Cox is going to have a monster contract coming up, you know, at some point this offseason or sometime you know, in the near future. Hey, Fletcher, go out there and just give me one of those big-time games, the kind of game he had last year versus Dallas on the road, the kind of game he's had, gosh, Dave, six, seven times this year. Yep. So you need another one of them. Benny Logan, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? If he does, how effective is he going to be? That hurts. There's no doubt about it. But also, let's just talk about tackling. You need the linebackers to tackle better. And if the young cornerbacks are in there, and Eric Rose is a young cornerback, but right now a starter, but, and it looks like he's going to be a go. But if the other guys get in there as they did on, what was it, Sunday night, they have to tackle better. You know, EJ Biggers, that whole group, they've just, they've got to tackle better because the tackling, generally speaking, under Chip has been good over in Bill Davis over the last three years. But there have been a couple instances this year where it's been really bad, and it's just a recipe for losses. Yep. So that's our look side by side. Not much to separate, and that's why these teams yeah. are where they are coming into this Week 16 game at Lincoln Financial Field. We've got Chip Kelly in a little bit later on to talk about this breakdown, this big one, this win or no playoffs for the Eagles. Ne up next, though, in Eagles 360, Chris McPherson. And behind enemy lines with the Washington Redskins. Just how good is this Redskins team coming in on Saturday night?
Dunkin' Donuts' unbelievable selection of oven-toasted breakfast sandwiches. Freshly made all day, just the way you like them. So you can enjoy them any type of way, any time of day. That's Breakfast When Abs. America runs on Dunkin'. Pair your favorite breakfast sandwich with the bold taste of Dunkin's dark roast coffee. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. We welcome you back to Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. We are going to now step aside. Time for Chris McPherson and his Behind Enemy Lines segment with Andrew Walker from Redskins.com. It's a must-win game at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday night. And to help us preview the showdown, let's bring in Andrew Walker, the managing editor for Redskins.com. Welcome to Behind Enemy Lines, presented by Gatorade. Andrew, my first question is going to be the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. In the last four games, he has a passer rating of 100 or better. He's put monster numbers in the last couple of weeks. What, is it, what has been the biggest key to his surge in the last month of the season? Well, you know, I, the last few weeks have been really good, but I, I think what we're seeing for Kirk Cousins is just a total maturation of a guy who's finally getting a full season's worth of experience under his belt. Um, you know, he's been money of late, but he's been really good at home all year. He just finished with the best completion percentage at uh, home games of any quarterback in NFL history. So, you know, he's been much better on the road of late, too, which will obviously be a major factor Saturday night uh, with the division on the line against the Eagles. Uh, he's cut way, way down on the interceptions and the mistakes. And he's just doing a good job managing the game, which is all Jay Gruden needs him to do. Yes, the Redskins won their first road game of the season two weeks ago in Chicago. Now, a certain player whom Eagles fans are very familiar with, he wasn't available for the first meeting between these two teams. That's wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. He has four touchdowns in the last five games for Washington. What has he brought to the offense in his return from injury? Well, I think we all know, you know, the impact generally that Deshaun Jackson has on any offense. But here with the Redskins, he really opened things up down the field for other players. Jameson Crowder's a rookie guy in the slot. Jordan Reed's having a huge year at the tight end position, just really doing things matchup-wise that, that we haven't seen a guy do pretty much ever. He's having the best year for a tight end since Jerry Smith in 1967, as far as Redskins are concerned. And then Pierre Garçon's always been that tough guy that gets extra yardage and gets the first downs. But lately what you've seen is Kirk Cousins can kind of just kind of let it loose, let Deshaun go and get the ball, which to me is his biggest strength outside of just his pure speed. And uh, he, you know, kind of on a separate note, he was asked last night about this impending game here in Philadelphia, tried to play it cool like, you know, like, you know, Deshaun say, I don't want to make headlines, but you could see it in his eyes. He's ready to go for this one. All right, Andrew, on Sunday night, the Eagles allowed rookie David Johnson to gain 187 yards on the ground. 
I'm sure Alfred Morris and Matt Jones must be licking their chops as the Redskins have struggled on the ground this season, but I'm sure they're going to hope to get things going on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, so I, I kind of chuck it up to the, the number 100. If the Redskins get to 100 rushing yards, they generally seem to do pretty well in the game because that opens up the play-action pass for Kirk Cousins, and that's his bread and butter. But, you know, just in general, it's been a multitude of issues for the run game, which actually started off really well and then really tailed off, you know, the mid part of the season. You know, sometimes the backs aren't right, hitting the right holes. Sometimes guys are missing blocks. Uh, we've had penalty issues at times. But, you know, if they can get to that 100 number and kind of keep the defense, you know, somewhat on their toes, then Kirk Cousins does a really good job in that play action. And, he, you know, like I said, Jordan Reed, Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon, Crowder, uh, Matt Jones has been really good out of the screen. Uh, Chris Thompson might be back as the third option. If not, they have veteran Pierre Thomas. Um, you know, they have all kinds of weapons they can go to. Andrew, last question. Let's look at the defensive side of the football. D'Angelo Hall, the longtime corner, has been moved to safety. What has that done to stabilize the secondary? Yeah, he, he's kind of a guy that's become the Swiss Army knife of the Redskins defense, and that's J Jake Kringstreifel, one of our writers here, kind of coined that phrase because here he is in his 12th year. You know, he's been one of the best playmaking cornerbacks throughout his career in the NFL, but he had a toe injury earlier in the season, kind of came back a little slower than that from that than he wanted, and then the coaches presented him with the idea, hey, can you move to safety? Will that be better on your toe? We're really, we're really not too deep at that position, and he's taken it and run with it. And uh, you know, D'Angelo Hall, maybe he's earned it earlier in his career, but he was kind of got this stigma that he's just a me, me, me type guy. You know, I've been here since 2012, and I can tell you firsthand, this guy's probably one of the probably one of the more team first guys we have in this locker room, and he just wants to win. So he'll do whatever it takes, and and he's really done well at the safety position. Everything considering. He's a 12th-year veteran, like I said, so he's learned a thing or two along the way, and, and hopefully Saturday night in Philly we'll, we'll see him kind of, uh, you know, last year he got he suffered that season-ending Achilles injury at Lincoln Financial Field. Maybe he'll get a little redemption on Saturday. Andrew Walker, the managing editor for Redskins.com, thank you very much for taking us behind enemy lines presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks so much, Andrew. When we return to Eagles 360, I'm with Chip Kelly, the head coach of the Eagles. Big week for him, short week for the team. How do they bounce back from the loss to Arizona and get up and keep those playoff hopes alive on Saturday night? Chip Kelly in studio next on Eagles 360. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. That pregame sideline experience. Exactly. We have an Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. What's going on, gentlemen? How are you doing? Sorry for crashing your draft party. I bring you a Philadelphia Eagle. Obviously, uh, you guys love season-long drafts. We love it, too. You can continue with the season-long draft, and then you can draft a new team every week. We're giving away $2 billion in prizes this year. If you win, you get instant cash back. You can sign up for $1.
Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Be the playmaker in Madden 16, available now. Welcome to our exclusive one-on-one -on -one with head coach Chip Kelly, presented by Wawa. Coach, how have the players approached coming back to work here, a tough loss on Sunday with such an important game on Saturday night? The same way they've always approached it. They come back, you know, we make the corrections from the previous game, and then we get on to our next opponent. So there's, I mean, fans out there wonder, there's nothing different that changes from week to week. You've got to try to keep everything the same. Well, we have to change our schedule slightly because we play a game on Saturday, so we're on a short week schedule. But besides that, we're pretty routine in what we do. All right, let's get into the game here. The Washington front, tough, aggressive, fast. Uh, what kind of challenge does that provide for the offense? We've got a lot of big guys up front, you know, led by Terrence Knight and Chris Baker inside, two big physical run stoppers, two outstanding defensive ends, and uh, Trent Murphy and Kerrigan, who's one of the better um, defensive end outside linebackers in the league. You know, so they can really... They don't blitz very much because um, they don't have to blitz. I think they can stop the run with their front. Uh, and they've done a good job of it all year long. Um, you know, it, and it's a, it'll be a, a tough task for us getting ready for this week and preparing for um, the individual movements they do up front and then just preparing against some really good players. Is Kerrigan a speed guy, power guy? Is he? He's everything. Yeah. He's one of the prototypical outside linebackers. He can beat you with speed. He can beat you with power. And their secondary, they've had some injuries. They've still functioned. Seems like they've moved a couple of pieces around. How have they played? Well, they've moved D'Angelo Hall, who's an outstanding corner, into safety, and I think that's really helped them solidify a few things. And um, Breland is one of the better corners, especially in our division, that we face a lot. And he's played well against us in every matchup we've had with him. Um, Deshaun Golson is another free safety that's been an outstanding player, was a, a really good player in San Francisco and Tampa, and now is doing a great job for them. So they, they've got a good, good group that backs up that real good front. Chip, when, when you play one team and then a second time, does a lot change? Do you, do you notice a lot changes from well, one team to another? Personnel that? changes, you know, from yeah. an injury standpoint. There's some new guys, um, obviously, on the back end for them, so they'll see some new, new and different faces from that standpoint. So um, schematically, they're not going to change. You know, they're not going to come out and play a brand new defense against us. They're going to do what they do. We're going to do what we do. And um, it was a close game last last time we played them. It came down to the last play of the game, basically. And um, you know, we, we we've got to do everything we can to make sure that. We're ready to execute on Saturday. You've spoken very highly of Kirk Cousins in the past. Mm -hmm. What's he done so well? He's extremely accurate. I think he's got a very good command of what they're doing. Um, he, he, great knowledge as a quarterback. You can tell he studies and works at it. Um, and then you've just seen him increase. I think he's got seven 300-yard games this year. He's got a very, very high completion percentage. Um, he's got some outstanding receivers with Reed, specifically the tight end that's really doing some damage right now. Um, and, and it's it, it's a good mix because they can run the ball with Alfred Morris. Um, but then they run the play actions off of it and the nakeds off of it. Um, they really, you know, kind of test you. You can't have everybody swarm to the ball because he can. He is a mobile quarterback also. So I, I think there's a, a challenge in facing a quarterback that's that accurate and that mobile. He seems like he's also a really confident guy, and somebody kind of the players seem to respond to his play and to his fiery demeanor. I, I think so. I mean, yeah. we just watch a game tape, right. so I don't want to right. get a whole heck of a lot of. Uh, the interaction in between the games, but he, he is executing at a very high level right now. Having just come off Arizona that likes to go vertical, is this team kind of similar in that they go vertical that often? They do, they, they do it all. Yeah. You know, they're a West Coast-based offense. They, you know, they, they can run, they run a lot of shallow crosses with big routes behind it. They will go deep and play in the play-action game off their run game. 
Um, they got a real good extensive quick game that will give you some no backs. I think you have to be prepared for everything when you're going to face this offense. Chip, thank you very much. Merry Christmas and good luck on Saturday night. Thanks for watching our exclusive one-on-one -on -one with head coach Chip Kelly presented by Wawa. Dunkin' Donuts' unbelievable selection of oven-toasted breakfast sandwiches. Freshly made all day, just the way you like them. So you can enjoy them any type of way, any time of day. That's Breakfast One Abs. America runs on Dunkin'. Pair your favorite breakfast sandwich with the bold taste of Dunkin's dark roast coffee. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make that profit. Makes more sense. Does the baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly. Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com slash eagles for more information. It's our final segment on Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. And before we get your final thoughts, because I, I do want to hear them and find out how the Eagles can win this game. <laughs> yeah. Right, Joe? We all want to find out how the uh, Eagles right. can win this game. Let's get you caught up on what's ahead this week as we lead into Saturday night's game. It's Amoroso's on-the-menu segment for you. Glenn Macnow will be stopping by with his bold predictions for this game. Always fun from Glenn. Some up, some down, some right, some wrong. Chris McPherson, he's got a cover two segment with Les Bowen from the Philadelphia Daily News. Elliot Shore Parks from NJ.com. And then our game coverage on Saturday begins at 6.30, leading into the 8.30 kickoff. We've got you covered start to finish and then some. Don't forget to tune into our post-game show presented by Rico. All right, Joe, let's talk about this game and um, the keys to victory. We know turnovers. We know the basics. You know you got to tackle better. Got to score. Who emerges as the star? Who takes this Eagles team to the finish line here? Well, I'm going to – I'll answer your question by saying this. It's a quarterback-driven league. And the quarterback that plays better in this game probably wins the game. That's what typically happens in an NFL football game. So to answer Dave's question, I'm going to go right to Sam Bradford. And I'm going to look at Sam Bradford if I'm Chip, and I'm not saying Chip's got to put this pressure on him, but if I'm Chip in my mind, it's, hey, Sam, I'm looking to perhaps give you a really big contract in a couple months. Perhaps anoint you the starting quarterback of this franchise for the next five years. Go out there and win this game for me. Bradford's got to have that. He's got to win the game. That's huge. I start with that. Special teams, Dave. Let's talk about a few other aspects. Chip Kelly, since he came here in 2013, this team has had phenomenal success with special teams until they ran into a couple big bumps in the road this year. And then they've had other games this year, the block punt for the touchdown, you know, the New England play. They've had mm -hmm. a couple big ones. So, you know, they need the special teams to help them because, frankly, the Eagles' offense and defense alone is not good enough. They need the special teams. 
So I'm going to look at that factor. I'm going to look at the home field advantage factor, which hasn't been great. So you need the crowd to you know, rise up, rise up in South Philadelphia on Saturday night. I look at that. I look at the Deshaun Jackson factor in this game that, hey, listen, that's a big challenge. He's a very motivated player coming in here. We all understand the stakes of the, the, the Deshaun Jackson history with the Philadelphia Eagles. So the safeties and the cornerbacks are going to have to defend against him and not try to give Alfred Morris too much and Matt Jones too much room to run in the process. We know what Deshaun does. He helps the other players on, on, the other, you know, on his team. So I look at that. And also, Dave, final thing I'll say is this. We all understand as we come near the end of year three of Chip Kelly that this is a critical game for the Philadelphia Eagles' future, one way or the other. Because in, in many ways, it could set in motion what happens. Who's back? What you're doing? The schematic approach next year? Do you make the playoffs? Do you survive just for another week but then lose to the Giants? It's a really big game, I think, for the Chip Kelly tenure and, again, for Sam Bradford as well. All right. There you go. I don't disagree with much yeah. of that at all. I've, Do you Eagles, disagree with any of it? Um, <laughs> I don't think Chip Kelly goes up to Sam Bradford and talks about the future. No, and I'm, I'm not saying he should. I don't think he – I think the focus is just this game. 100% I agree. don't think there's any extra incentive needed for Sam Bradford. I think the game plan, though, has to be tailored, as I said earlier, to passing the football. Passing the football, opening up with passing football. I just want to see them do it well. Let me put it that well, way. Yeah. I, I mean, don't want to see them do it and do it ineffective. I want to see well, them do it well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But they throw the ball better than they run the ball. That's just the way I see it. And I agree. it's just such a mess, this offense. It's, it's just not even close to what we thought no, we would not, see no. in 2015. Joe DeCamera, thanks so much. Merry Christmas Merry to you. Christmas. We thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all. And have a great Eagles night, everyone.